An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound and score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Forno, it's officially a wagon, matching the longest winning streak to start a season. The Vegas Golden Knights undefeated as Stanley Cup champions. And I can tell you this right now. It's confirmed in my conversations this morning with a couple of people around the National Hockey League. It's drawing interest. The, The people that were on the fence or waiting to see what happens or wanted to talk about the Oilers or the Leafs or the Rangers... They are fully on board. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was two specific discussions that I had. One with uh, Brian Boyle, Mm -hmm. former National Hockey Leaguer. He's on the chirp uh, this week. Uh, He doubled back to me, wanting to talk to me about Vegas instead of what I was booking him for Mm -hmm. was to go through the Eastern Conference, a little bit about the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning and what's happening there. He, like, cut it off midway through and said, Mm -hmm. how about your team? Yeah. And, uh, and we went down this path, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We've got Caden Korzak coming up in a couple of minutes' time on the road in Winnipeg as uh, he celebrates uh, the aftermath of his first NHL goal, a two-point night. Uh, he will join us on the telephone. News and notes with one-timers brought to you by Paul Paddle Law in hour number two. And we will go down a path of the ability for William Carlson to do different things at different times. Mm-hmm. And the bar has officially been raised for Wild Bill by his head coach, Bruce Cassidy. We have expected a lot mm-hmm. from Wild Bill. Yeah. He's always delivered in his versatility. But now we're going into brand new ground. I'm not too worried about poking the bear. Yeah, with with Will specifically, I thought last night he was phenomenal. He was all over the ice in, in every situation. And uh, when you when you hear what Bruce Cassidy said about William Carlson last night, it gives you an idea of just how versatile a player he is, uh, but how impactful he's going to be for this team this season. Game ratings will be interesting today because it was a back and forth encounter. Yeah, not a lot of ice. No, like think of yourself in a super single sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. That's how much room there was on the ice. Yeah. And you're trying to squeeze two people in there because you're cold. Not because there's any funny business going on. Just because you're cold. You're trying to warm up. There's there's no room. Up. It was a very tight checking game. Uh, intense game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those playoffs build rivalry type games. Yeah. You had the, the fight, the payback, which we discussed going in. Mm-hmm. Wanting to know whether or not there would be any follow-up with Jamie Benn. There was in the second period. Hag approached him in the first period by the looks of it, and then they, they squared off in the second. And then the uh, the response by Ben Hutton mm-hmm. uh, with a scrap. There is there is some nastiness throughout the game. 
in a not playoff type game, but way more intense than the first five games of the season. Yeah, for sure. It didn't feel like game number four of the year, right? Like it, it felt like later on in the season where you're really trying to jockey for position. That's the type of intensity that you had last night between Vegas and Dallas. You mentioned tight checking game, big hits too. Like certainly there were some big moments and, and you know, the Golden Knights did throw their body around quite a bit, but there were, there were no passengers last night. Like, I, I look at that game on both sides, Dallas and Vegas. I don't think there were any passengers, and it led to an incredibly entertaining game. Bruce Cassidy won the game, but I thought it was really cool the way he approached uh, the conversation in the postgame media, mm. saying it's kind of good that both teams got a point out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, both teams laid it out there yeah. for their second game of the season and the Golden Knights' fourth game of the season. They were they were all in, and you mentioned the hits uh-huh. like Keaton Colasar rocked Jamie Benn. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a big hit right before that uh, on a play that uh, Paul Carter got penalized mm-hmm. that set up a, a three on one. He got an interference penalty. I thought it was well within the time limit uh, to be to be a legal check. Yep. And I wake up this morning, check the league leaders list. Okay. Paul Carter, yeah, number one in hits in the National Hockey League. That does not surprise me. It, it surprises on- me, but it what it does tell me is that he's got the message yeah. as to how he's going to play to be successful. Well, he's he's got to be a wrecking ball, right? Like that's, that's but to lead going- the league. And I know they played four games. They have but- played four games, so you take into account the four games. But every single game that Paul Cotter has played from from a a noticeability standpoint. You notice him taking the body. Like he's he, rarely a shift goes by where Paul Cotter isn't looking to or engaging in physical activity in terms of hits. So um, that's good on him, right? Like that's the challenge. That's the message. You go out there, you be physical, you separate some guys from pucks and, and extend zone zone time. And he's done that through four games. The most impressive part from an on ice perspective was that the Golden Knights didn't get frustrated. They had a couple of open nets. They had a couple of pucks that just slipped off sticks that could have turned into mm-hmm. really good scoring on chances. That's easy to get frustrated. Factor in the officiating, which for the first part of the game, it even out. Yeah. Like they, they got a lot of power play chances, including a long five on three. But the first part of the game, there was no frustration. They were mad. They were upset. They were disappointed in the, in the officials' calls. Mm-hmm. But it didn't carry over and bog them down and they were able to play a really good second half of the game and a couple of years ago i think this team gets a little distracted yeah in that uh, realm of officiating there was a lot more chirping the referees uh, a couple of years ago and i'm all in favor of chirping referees of course i are. love yeah. giving it to the referees sure. and they give it right back to me but that that was impressive last night marcia so not happy mm-hmm. paul cotter not happy but then it was done. Yeah. Uh, there, were, there were a couple of moments for Ben Hutton, too, where he wasn't happy with a non-call. But the fact of the matter is, I think the Golden Knights just played, they just played through it, right? And, and that's something that, you know, I, I think we even go back to last season. There were pockets where, even in the Western Conference Final, the first couple of games against Dallas, the, the pucks weren't dropping the way that, that we kind of saw them drop for the Golden Knights over the first couple of games of the, of the playoff run, or certainly in the, in the Stanley Cup Final, but they stuck with the game plan. They didn't 
open things up. They didn't get frustrated when the pucks weren't dropping. And that allowed them to slowly but surely chip away at their opposition. And last night, I think the Golden Knights just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And eventually they were able to find two points. I don't know whether it's a Dom Perignon, but it was an earned win. Jake Ottinger was fantastic. He was really good. It was a physical game. You went back and forth uh, earning earning opportunities. Mm -hmm. Everyone you got because you had to fight through. They they don't give up a lot. No. The the Dallas Stars. Really good. And if you give them a little bit, you saw the Joe Pavelski go-ahead goal, the 2-1 goal. That was like in a split second. They can burn you. Really, really impressive. It it goes without saying that it's the the best performance of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you when you look at the level of competition, it just increases the value even more. It really does. And you know what? Being able to win through some adversity, trailing the entire game, but still finding a way to get two points out of it, that, that means something to me. And it's, again, it's, it's proof in, in this situation that the Golden Knights can play any type of game you need to. Any, any type of game that they have to play in order to find a way to win, they can do it, and they can do it with the best of them. Physically. On the fighting side of it, mm-hmm. that's four scraps in four games. Yeah. But by far mm-hmm. the most, by far the most that we've seen the Golden Knights uh, produce per game. Yeah. And, and it wasn't Keegan Colasar last night. His streak of, uh, of two straight victories, or two, two straight fights uh, mm-hmm. in, in two straight games yeah. uh, ends. But four fights, that, that's a lot. For a team that doesn't drop the gloves a lot. And and good on Nick Haig, right? Obviously for for kind of dropping the gloves there with Jamie Benn and, and making that statement for this Golden Knights team. And then, as you mentioned, Ben Hutton, right? Like, mm. you look at the Golden Knights, and, and this is a team that's got three regular defensemen out of the lineup, but there wasn't even a thought or a hesitation or a question as to which guys were going to jump in and, and kind of answer the bell in those moments. And, and that's, Well, the Haig was a discussion in the first period. Mm-hmm. They didn't go. Yeah. Hey, talk to him. The second period they went. And what I like about it, if you if that's going to happen. Don't pick your spot if you're if you're Jamie Ben. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jamie Ben's like a man's man in hockey. And he knew what was being asked of him. Mm -hmm. He had to answer that. And he expected it. If it didn't come, he's not going to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. But he's not going to go searching for it. But but there was a request to go. Yeah. And he didn't wait until Haig was a minute 30 into a shift. Right. And he was just hopping on. Yeah. They were both fresh uh, coming on the ice for, for their shift. And they were able to uh, have a, a, a good solid scrap yeah. where, where it was even, where it was... Uh, 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 above board mm-hmm. uh, with the, with the code, so I, I, I want to give. Nobody likes what happened in the playoffs, yeah. but I I'm, I do like what uh, what Jamie Van did in in handling that. Yeah, I thought because others have have done it. They've been cheap with that. Yeah, and and you know that that's full marks to Jamie Ben. Obviously, he kind of knew what was coming after the conversation in the first period. I, I like the fact that they didn't get into it until the second period. Right, like you don't necessarily want Nick Haig sitting in the penalty box for five minutes early on in the game when you're already down Alex Petrangelo and Alec Martinez and, and Zach Whitecloud from uh, from the bench. So I, I think that it 
you know, the way that it all kind of played out was was full marks for both guys. I thought it was a great scrap. And then I, just nothing but great things to say about Ben Hutton, right? Like, you know, you've got Brett Howden stepped into in the neutral zone. It wasn't even a question, wasn't even a thought. Ben Hutton dropped the gloves and had another really, really uh, big scrap. And I thought the Golden Knights from that point on were, were certainly better over the course of the remainder of the game. This is more of a post-game conversation that we... N- do normally have mm-hmm. but Jack Eichel another eight shots yeah and and he's above average so it looks like he's really bought into what Bruce has talked about a couple times where he'd like to see Jack shoot a little bit more oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's got that shot I, I would have liked to have seen him shoot on the two and one <laughs> uh, but uh, but that was uh, that was great that was encouraging Mark Stone was over 23 minutes yeah. last night yeah. overtime I realized that but over 23 minutes Shea Theodore, has he ever picked it up in the absence of a Petrangelo mm-hmm. and an Alec Martinez in a Zach Whitecloud? Yeah, I'm still trying to understand how that that two-on-one with Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore did not result in a goal in mm. overtime. I, it was such a great play. Um, but, you know, you kind of touch on Jack. Like, he was, again, just so, so good for the Golden Knights. Shea Theodore's had great jump in, in, in all three zones, really, but offensively, uh, the play that he makes jumping into space and then finding Michael Amadio early on in the first period, like that was a fantastic play. You, you hope that Amadio would, would be able to sneak that one in. It didn't work out. But again, as you mentioned, like the Golden Knights had their chances. They created some really good looks and didn't get discouraged when they weren't going in. And, and everybody is saying that was an open net for Amadio. Mm-hmm. And Chandler Stevenson had a similar look yeah. later. Think of yourself, the, the angle that you're looking at is not a six by four. No. And then you've got Ottinger coming over, who's very active, and there's extra impetus to catch, release, and put it in the net, but not just put it in the middle of the small angle that you're looking at, sure. but yeah. uh, but put it in a spot where he's not going to be able to dive over. Those were, were much tougher than the missing two wide open nets. Sure. It, it was a steep angle for Michael Amadio, yeah. but I, I think it kind of lends to our expectations and our thoughts of Michael Amadio, like he, he can finish in those spots more often than not. You get him the puck in that situation. He's going to be able to finish. Now it it was, it was off net a little bit, but it is what it is. And I thought again, you know, the golden Knights continue. The Amadio one hit the side of the net, right? Yeah. Just, just Just outside, just outside the the, the post. post. And, and again, like those types of things will happen, but it, it wasn't a situation where the golden Knights dwelled on the missed opportunities. They just kept creating kept trying to build momentum and they didn't sacrifice defense for offense and that was you know to me like this is the test of a team that had to find ways to not be frustrated in those moments where pucks weren't dropping and and last night they weren't might be the most impressive game four performance i've seen from from either team yeah like they were they were just all in hats off to aiden hill Mm mm-hmm I think he's won his last six games in October. So he's he's rolling right yeah. now. He's 3-0 and to start this year. And then you factor in, he had one shot in overtime. Mm-hmm. One shot. Yeah. And it was 14 seconds in. <laughs> and it was a point-blank opportunity yeah. in which he turned to the side. Yeah. The, the, you, you make that save, and you buy yourself again and your team some, some time. So uh, one... Once again, you're you're not asked to win the game necessarily mm-hmm. yeah. for Vegas goaltending. But you are asked to either buy some time or not let in the 
this soft goal? It's it's one more save, right? It's one save better than the other. Than he didn't have to make two. No, he didn't. And that's the beautiful thing about it is, you know, you, you have that nervous moment early on in, in overtime, and, and Aiden Hill comes up with a big-time stop, and then that allowed the Golden Knights to throw four shots of their own on net in overtime, create some really dangerous looks, and that's really what it's been for Aiden Hill. He, he buys time for the Vegas Golden Knights to get themselves into a game or into a rhythm or to their game as quickly as they can, and more often than not, at the end of the night, the question you're asking about Aiden, was he able to give you one more save than the other guy? And more often than not, at least over the last four months for Aiden Hill, he's been able to give you that extra save. Solid performance by the head coach in pulling all the strings and yep. putting the people in, in the right spots. I love the Howden, Carlson, Matteo line. Me too. Arguably the best line of the night yep. for, for the Vegas Golden Knights from a, from a presence standpoint. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I thought William Carlson was was so good all night long. Michael Amadio was great along the walls. Brett Howden, uh, really noticeable in, in key spots. Obviously, uh, makes makes kind of the play to Caden Korzak for, for that first goal. So um, I loved that line. I love the makeup of that line. And I love the the extra effort that they give everywhere in the ice. Like there were there was a, a shift in the offensive zone where William Carlson comes away. He's able to, to steal a puck and extend a, a play. And it leads to... A Dallas penalty like those are the extra effort type situations that you get out of William Carlson and Michael Amadio and, and Brett Howden because we uh, we remove the curtain in this show want to let everybody know that Chapman is in the studio he's working on the phone I believe he's trying to connect with Caden Korzak in the hotel room in Denver mm -hmm. so this is a, a process that uh, that is making some progress by the sounds of it he's whispering over there mm -hmm. he can speak a little louder if it helps him so I just want to make sure that he he has the full green light to be able to do his job yep. to the best of his ability and we will work around that kind of distraction so that's what's happening on the other side of the room right now Chapman connecting with Caden Korzak who is a National Hockey League goal scorer and hopefully we can uh, get him on the phone and discuss uh, what his night was like both during the game and then following the contest with mm. the phone blowing up. Braden Paul gave us a good sneak peek yeah. uh, what uh, what that uh, situation and experience is like. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's a big-time moment for, for any hockey player, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, what is in common with Caden and Braden. So here's Caden Korzak uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, and Chris Chapman. Did you sleep at all last night? <laughs> Honestly, uh, not too much. It was uh, lots of tossing and turning. Um, but, yeah, I got it a couple hours, but that's about it. You know, the best part is you're never going to have to make up a story that it went off your butt or your foot or <laughs> you banked it in off two guys and it went in. You will be able to tell and pass every lie detector test that you went top cheese bar down for your first NHL goal, pal. Yeah, it was nice for sure. Obviously, um, obviously it was a great play there by, by all the guys, and just lucky that uh, that I went in. Were you shooting there, or were you shooting for uh, a tip? No, I I for sure was shooting there. I mean, obviously, if it got tipped, it would have been great too. But I just saw that there was lots of traffic in front of uh, of the goalie there, and there was lots of net on the on the upper side on the. On the blocker side, so I was just lucky enough to, to, to get that past them. 
So where's the puck now? Uh, I took it home with me last night. What are the plans for it? Uh, I'm going to have to frame it, I think, and I don't know, keep it in, keep it somewhere safe for sure. Uh, Br- Braden Pahal's mom in Estevan uh, does some pretty good shadow box uh, art and, and sets things up, so you might be able to just drop one over there. Yorkton, Estevan, what's <laughs> two hours away? Yeah, it's, it's pretty close, actually, so I'm, I'm, I might have to do that. Yeah, we, we, we do it all here on the BGK Insider Show. Um, was it easier to play after you scored, or was the excitement something that you had to kind of contain? It was, yeah, totally. It was, it was easier for sure, just having that confidence. I mean, um, obviously knowing, knowing I, I can play at this level and then getting that and then just obviously gaining confidence, just making more plays with the puck and just kind of getting to my game and then obviously – um, having having uh, confidence with Bruce and me and uh, being out there in overtime was was huge for sure. So I think just, just kind of built off that. You know, you, you just mentioned it. You were out there in overtime quite a bit, actually. Like, was that fun for you? Yeah, it was a it was a blast. I mean, um, I've I've done it lots throughout my career and in, in juniors and stuff, and um, I think that's one of my biggest assets is my skating. So whenever I, I can use that, obviously it's a uh, it's a good thing for the team. Uh, I'm going to be honest. The night that you were having and then getting the call in overtime, I was disappointed Bruce didn't call your number in the shootout. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to win, so whatever it took. Uh, Ashley talked about it on the broadcast and had some fun with you, but uh, you and, and Howden and myself uh, had uh, had a little bit of a skate the other day uh, where we were, we were on the ice, and, and you joked that uh, that we got your confidence up because you went into the lineup right after that and then scored the goal. But you were working on that same kind of traffic uh, drill the other day, trying to get pucks through, and you were always going high. And I wonder, he, he goes top shelf for, for a point shot all the time, a lot, a lot more than, than I would have expected. And then it translates right into a goal. Is that always been your MO? <laughs> I mean, uh, or just on when me. you're in that, I think, I think, I think whatever has been added is, is going in. So I think, uh, I think obviously just having that confidence and <laughs> going upstairs on you, I think, I think it was four times in a row. So I think, I think it just translated over well. Yeah, it was kind of pissing me off because I, I thought at some point you're going to go low, but, uh, but you kept going. And then, and then the goal happens just like that. Uh, what will tomorrow be like? Do you, do you have any, cause it's, it's somewhat close, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Uh, I don't know whether Calgary would be the default place uh, for people to come and see you play, but are you going to have any friends and family in town? I mean, it's, I think it's four and a half, five hours. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll want people to come out and watch. Kaden Korzak's with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, obviously, you kind of you look back at last night. You get the goal. You get the uh, the primary assist on on the game tying goal. It leads to two points for the team. Like, how much confidence do you pull for yourself out of last night's game and your performance? Yeah, it's it's nice for sure. I mean, um, I've got lots of uh, opportunity here just to um, kind of get my feet wet. And I think um, those, those prior games, I just kind of filling it out and just try not to get burnt uh, or have any mistakes or anything. So I think now that I'm used to it, I can just kind of ease into it a little bit more and kind of make uh, plays and just kind of play my own game is, is kind of what it showed last night. Kaden Korzak chatting with us. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Braden Pahal's mom was traveling when he scored his first NHL goal, so he, she didn't get to see it live. 
were uh, was your family watching last night? Yeah, they were all watching. Um, it's uh, I think it's combine season back home, so I don't know if they were uh, in the in the combines or whatnot. But yeah, they were watching. <laughs> That that's so good. I love it. Uh, big horns going off the combine in the field. Uh, the other part is, who have you heard from that maybe jumps out at you because the the phone would have blown up. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was there was lots of it this morning and last night, but I think just all the people from back home. I mean, uh, moving moving away from home at a at a young age is, is kind of tough. So um, just having the support from my family was huge. Um, I think as, as soon as it happened, there would be a family group chat, and that was just popping off. So just having all, all the support is, is, is uh, awesome. Before we let you go, the hockey smile, the missing tooth. How did you lose the tooth? Mm. Because I, I love the, the, the hockey smile. What's the story there? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was actually Canada versus uh, Russia series and um, Team WHL and um, funny thing is, I wasn't even on the ice. I was on the bench talking to uh, Owen Byram. He's our deep partner at the time, and um, we were just talking on the bench. And then uh, next thing you know, a puck comes over the boards, and I uh, <clears throat> I kind of look towards the ice. And I mean, by by that time, it was, it was too late, and kind of right right on my lip, and um, cut my lip. And uh, I mean, half a tooth was gone, so it was uh, too late to save anything. So they, they had to. Yank her out. But it's, it makes for a great story and a great hockey smile and a great execution on the goal. Missing tooth and a puck on the plaque. Uh, thanks for doing this, Caden. Good luck tomorrow in Winnipeg, and uh, we're really happy and proud of you, pal. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There's Caden Korzak, a rookie defenseman with the Vegas Golden Knights. I'll tell you a story about getting hit in the bench mm-hmm. in just a little bit. I, okay. I won't take it away from, from this story, but there, there, there's a good one uh, <laughs> okay. that, that, that I've always leaned on over the years. His skating mm-hmm. is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I, I think we get, we get sort of bypassing Korzak's skills because he doesn't do one thing lights out, mm-hmm. but he does everything really good. Yeah. So you, you, you tend to go, there's nothing to grab onto, like just fixate on. Mm-hmm. But then you watch a game last night and you go, that that's why mm-hmm. he is one of the top prospects in the organization. He's in three-on-three three overtime yeah. against a team that you played in the Western Conference Final last last year. And I don't think it was a, a, a blink of an eye uh, for, for Bruce Cassidy thinking twice about him. Yeah, not only three-on-three three overtime, but he had some power play minutes too, right? Like... Uh, you had Nick Hague in the box. You had uh, a, a player to put out there in that situation, and Caden Korzak was the guy. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think that you know he does everything well, that it's not necessarily that any one thing stands out. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and has that game. He goes and makes those plays. He goes and, and helps his team win. And I, I think you see the skill set jump alive in certain situations, three-on-three three overtime being one of them. Like He was fantastic. You're missing three of your top defensemen. Your top pair, your full top pair for for multiple games mm-hmm. in the first four. Yep. And you get first NHL goals against two of the guys that are stepping in. Mm-hmm. You can't write that. Right. If if a manager or a coach is going to say we we need more from these guys stepping, we need stuff right now from these guys stepping in. Anybody else in the room would be, 
uh, no, that's that's asking too much. Yeah. The, the veteran guy's got to carry the load, or let's just bring them along slowly and protect them. But all the time that they've received, Caden played 10 straight games last year in January. Yeah. Was, was part of the regular rollout of this team going into that, uh, that all-star game. And that experience, along with the year before when all the injuries, it, you don't realize it then because you're just trying to survive. Yeah. But the amount of that, that you gain with those deposits is paying off right now. And you're you're getting that early on in this season too, right? Like you you have the the games from Braden Pahal and and Caden Korzak from last season, but now you're getting this early season experience. Now you're getting some of these more intense games against the Dallas the Dallases of the world and the Winnipegs of the world, um, and, and that's going to be impactful for Braden Pahal and Caden Korzak as we continue to navigate the season because there will be pockets outside of just the beginning of the year where you're going to lean on those guys later on and those games that they're playing now hopefully and as, as we've seen to this point will transfer to, to later season games where everything matters a little bit more chapman i have a couple of questions for you one you will answer now okay oh boy one you will address on the other side okay do we have tickets today i was going to tell you in break but yes we we have two pairs okay to the uh matinee on the vada day Okay, against You're the up. Chicago Blackhawks. Opportunity to see the number one overall draft pick, Connor Bedard. All right. So two pairs of tickets to give away. We will give away a couple of tickets on two occasions. It's the same thing, saying it twice, but makes it sound like I'm really dialed into the program today. <laughs> Your opportunity to go see the Vegas Golden Knights perfect in defense of their Stanley Cup championship against the Chicago Blackhawks next Friday. We'll do that in the next uh, 90 minutes. And on the other side, I'm going to have Chapman explain what went down in trying to connect with Caden Korzak. I know a little bit about it, mm -hmm. but I want, I want the, the story from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Okay. From Chapman. Again, behind the curtain. We threw the curtain out. You see everything that's, on this show. That's the MO this year. Yeah. Yeah, we're just the curtain's give you, gone. We're going to give you everything. Full transparency. There's not enough ventilation in this room. There the really curtain isn't. stops it because we got the fan going yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal in here. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. <laughs> Are you married? Um, no, I, I was. I'm uh, not anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd like to find uh, you know, hockey, hockey girls are, are awesome. Well, I just wonder, like. Did the jerseys come in the way of the marriage? Is because I've I've had certain altercations or disputes with my wife. Like get some of this stuff out of here. The reason I'm calling this is kind of awkward, but I'm not calling to talk to specifically to talk to the three of you. Hmm. So on Friday, the guy that was doing the parlay, Joe, yes. he had mentioned that he is a single hockey guy looking for a hockey girl. Well, I'm a hockey girl. Okay. Maybe out there looking for a hockey guy. So, Joe, well, if you're listening, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. All right. I like what we've got going wow. here. Only in Vegas do we do that. Stephanie. VGK Insider Show Love Connection. Stephanie and Joe <laughs> working on it. As far as I know, there has not been contact made. Not yet. We have Stephanie's 
information. We do. Joe? Joe. This the, is up to you. Yeah, it's, it, you got the puck on your stick now, buddy. What are you going to do with it? You threw it out there. Yeah? Call us, Joe. Do you want, do you want me to give him the number right now? He should know it, but 702-876-1340. Because the reason why I know he is aware of the number, because he was our contestant on the Hockey Parlay Contest last week. He was. He lost that. He did lose that, yes. Unfortunately for Joe, uh, boy, oh boy, one game off. It was my game. I feel bad about it. I really. But you can rescue this. I really do. But Joe, like, listen, $100 is $100, but a love connection, it's priceless. Imagine that wedding the story about how they met would you officiate darn right <laughs> i just want to make sure we're invited mark come shifley, on mark well, shifley well, officiated his his buddy uh, eric comrie's wedding yeah uh last year and uh, dave gosher's officiating a wedding coming up next year so yeah think about it we i could, could do it we could have gosher's band play how long do you think that ceremony would be with him officiating if i'm officiating oh yeah, with yeah, darren yeah. like 25 seconds what no, wait, you like to hear yourself talk, so it would probably be quite you, long. Yes. Yeah. You See, what just happened here? This is what just happened here. He, he tried to say something that he thought was funny mm. and realized that he missed the boat entirely and then went the polar opposite. It, it, did I paint that properly? It, it was a, a great setup. Ruined. Ruined. Yeah, ruined. Like you led him down a path. So, Joe, call us, and we'll put you in touch with Stephanie. And we will not, we will not interfere at all. We will not follow this up on the air mm-hmm. week after week. Yeah, your business is your business. But as Stephanie said, shoot your shot. Yeah, I mean, it worked out well last night for the Golden Knights. Caden Korzak shot his shot. He scored first career NHL goal. Just had him on the program. And Joe, you put it out there. Yeah, we know you listen. Stephanie's not just pursuing this on her own. Yeah. No, not at all. And we just got a call, and I thought for a moment it might have been Joe. No, yeah, it was not Joe. No, it was someone who was yeah. upset about the, uh, the play of the lines last night. The what? I told what? him to call back last on Monday. Wait a minute. What? He was upset about what? The the disparity in some of the – something like some of the disparity in the, the minutes played by oh, certain guys. Played. Yeah. Yeah. I told him to call back on Monday. Uh, We're in a moment right now. Did you uh... – <laughs> Did you tell him that the team won? No. I, I, I mean, he's a fan. I'm sure but he's aware of the fact that the team won. He's, he's aware that the team won? They're 4-0. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Was it the same person that was not happy with Bruce and the NBN? <laughs> no, power, no. Power power play. Play. Every time play, I hear that now, play. I think of that caller. Yeah. I can't too. remember the name, oh. too, but, I, but I, think, I think of that caller every, every day. Uh, my boss, Nate, uh, <laughs> and, and Garrett uh, over at the VGK, Communications and PR, mm-hmm. uh, asked about the show the day after that, I said, it, it was great. But the second caller, second caller of the year mm-hmm. after the, the first win. Yep. Went down a path about not being happy about the Envy Energy power play sounder. Yeah. And they're like, what? I said, exactly. Right. But now, I, now it will be in my head, drilled in there forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the <echo> power play, <laughs> power play. You know, they didn't, they didn't always have that, though. It, it was, there, there wasn't always that echo. The last echo. couple of years. Yeah. And, and I remember the first time I heard it, I texted Bruce Cusick. I'm like, do you come with that all up on your own? 
Okay. Like, hold yeah, on, yeah. Hold on. Why, why are you texting him in the middle of a game? Because he's my buddy. Yeah, but he's got no, no, no. I didn't. I never do. said I texted him in the middle of the game. I said when well, I you heard made it, it. Sound like that. Hold on. Full transparency. Sometimes I'll get texts from Bruce in the middle of the game. They're, no, it's that, always, it's always entertaining. Diff- yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's true. Well, why is it different? Ryan's working. Well, because Bruce is texting me. I'm not bothering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. But but why is he not giving Bruce a hard time about texting you? You're, because he's you're, probably not texting. Because I'm not Wallace on. during the intermission. Yeah, not during intermissions. Well, you didn't say that. You said during no, the game. No, I said Bruce will text me during a game. Yeah. All right. Well, here, here's the deal. <laughs> okay. we, we had a situation where we were trying to get in touch with Caden Korzak. Oh, boy. And we were trying to talk to Caden on a landline because of the, the cell service and different things. We, we tr- always try, if we can, to be on a landline. You were connecting to Caden for a while. And I was watching, and I was going back and forth with, with Garrett, who's with the team in, in Winnipeg. Tell us your side of the story. Well, I will, I will preface. Don't say the hotel name, please. No, no, I won't, no. So, because I didn't even hear the name. I couldn't. It was very low. So, I don't even know the name of the hotel. But You phoned it six times. They well, didn't, so, they didn't I, I, I will start by saying I did an outstanding job here getting Caden on the phone. So, I deserve a, a you know, a bit of a... Uh, you know, a thank you. But um, so GC, our guy, he's up in Winnipeg with the team. And normally how it works is he will call us and he'll say, hey, hey, Chapman, it's, it's GC. I've got so-and-so on the phone. Yeah, yeah. conference in. Yeah. yeah, he'll conference the call in. So when he called me, he's, he's still on, like, he's like, hey, hey, Chapman, it's GC. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. He's like, all right, I'm going to conference Caden in. All I hear is background noise, background noise. Normally I'll hear it go to hold. Background noise. And I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. I'm like, Garrett, you still there? He's like, yeah, 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 man. I'm like, okay. Next thing I know, he's like, he's like, hey, Chapman, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I don't know if it's because we're in Canada, but I, I can't conference him in. I'm like, oh, that's not good. He's like, he's like, here, I'll give you Caden's number so you call Caden. I'm like, okay, cool. He sends me Caden's number. Wouldn't you know, our phone, the wonderful phone system here in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, mm-hmm. would not dial out to his cell phone number. Just his number. His number. So I text Garrett. So Garrett's he's got you blocked. Yeah, probably. That's smart by Casey. Yeah, yeah. It well, makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. So, so I text Garrett GC back, and I'm like, hey, 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 man. He's like, all right, I'll give you the number to the hotel. So okay. I call the hotel. Of course, that dials out to the hotel. Yep. The that first time. That just confirms that Caden had you blocked. Yes. So the first time, the woman, lovely lady at the hotel, answers the phone, and She's very friendly, very nice, as most Manitobans are. It says on the license plate, friendly Will you Manitoba. you tell the story? So, it's con- concierge Marie. So she answers, and she's, you know, she's asking me how she could help me. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to reach so-and-so. She's like, well, he's not a registered guest. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, he's not registered here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I text GC back. I'm like, GC, they won't connect me to the room. So he's like, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. That's Just to interject here, that's because they don't want people phoning up the hotel and getting a hold of players. Yes. So they're, they're, yeah. their names are not formally registered, uh, and you, you can't, like, uh, crank call it. Yeah, years ago, know. Michael yeah. Vick would register at yeah. hotels under Ron Mexico. So GC texts me back with the room number. So I'm like, okay, I call the hotel back. Same lady answers. She's only doing her job, so I'm not mad at her. And she's, I'm like, all right, this is the room I need. She says to me, okay, what's the, what's the guest name? And I okay. give her the name, same name. Yeah. And she's like, well, 
that person's not registered as a guest here. I'm like, ma'am, I'm texting or I'm going back and forth with the PR person for, for this guy. And, and he's telling me this is the room number. He's telling me he's there. She's like, well, hold on. And she just put me on hold. And that was pretty much it. And I'm texting GC back. I'm like, I'm like, dude. Oh, so she, she, she basically breeze, like she breezed you. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. On hold. Yeah, she basically. So uh, she's she's made you. She's like she she's oh, got you. She totally owned me. Yeah, she, yeah. She's got but, you but she out. she yeah. figured you out right away. Oh yeah, yeah. you it, you are one of those. Uh, I'm a fanboy. Apparently, fanboy, yeah. you should you should have dropped this Darren Millard. Yep. You'd have gotten through like. Nah, nah, I don't think so. Come Winnipeg. on, up there. Yeah, it's, it's, Winnipeg. it's Winnipeg. Yeah. It's it's not Brandon, though. No, it's, uh, trust me, it's Winnipeg. You drop, you you're, drop you're Darren good. Millard, you get right through. You so, drop Gary Lawless, so, they're, they're giving yeah, you Yeah, see, now Gary I get. Gary's a big star in Winnipeg. Darren, Gary's, Darren's not from Winnipeg. <laughs> so, Peterborough. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm texting GC back. He's like, all right, I'm just going to have. This lasted long. This yes, lasted longer, longer than, than the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So GC's like, all right, I'll just have Caden call you guys. So, he, you know, that's how it ended up happening. Oh, really? Caden called us. Hmm. Yeah. He called us from his cell phone, so uh, I hope he's got a good plan where where international calls are free. Otherwise, uh, Darren, I'm gonna I'm gonna have him send well, you the this. Well, this this opens up a subsection of the conversation. Okay. When Caden phoned you, yes. Were you inviting? Were you rude? Caden? No, no, I no, no, no I. No. What, what was this response when Carrie phoned? Who's this? Who is this? <laughs> no, it was not that. CEO, President of Golden Yeah, Knights. only, only like this? the one most of, important person who ever calls into and, the show, right? And honestly, one of like the nicest people yes. in the world. Yes. Who so are what, you? Yeah. So, w- what was your response? I was, I was very, very friendly because I knew he was calling and Caden, and, and I was very appreciative of the fact. <laughs> was, I let him know was, I, I really appreciate you calling in and you know taking the time out of your day to call us. So the inquisitive inflection, Caden. No, it's not like that. It wasn't like that. He was like, he was like, well, and the funny thing is he actually asked for you. He's like, hey, can I speak to Darren? Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, and Ryan? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. didn't, Of course not. He didn't hear that. Of course not. I'm literally (laughs) standing right next to you. But yeah. Why do you whisper when you're doing all of this? Because Because (laughs) one thing, it's kind of off-putting because you're. Yeah, but but anytime anytime somebody's doing that. You're immediately drawn to that yeah. instead of the conversation. Well, do you that, want that me to? Do you want me to answer hold on, the hold phone? On, let me. Let me. Let me. So that's distracting. Yeah. Number two, if you're speaking up a little bit, it lets us know what the hell's going on as to whether or not we take our conversation down another path because Caden's not might not be there. Well, part of the problem there's is no we, communication. We have a very small studio. There's no glass between us, so no, I'm but, afraid. So speak up. Yeah, but but I'm afraid if I if I talk normal, I'm like, all right, Caden, hold on, man. I'll, I'll we do the games at at casinos and bars. There's yeah, background but, noise all yeah, the time. Yeah, but that's that's different. That's 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 the ambiance. Me being a buffoon talking to someone on the phone, going over the air sounds you're, like crap. You're concerned about it being distracting to us. Well, no, I'm, I'm I don't like care we, about that. I, I I'm more concerned about the quality of the show. Like if my if me talking to someone on the phone is being picked up by your mics. I don't feel like that's is this a new thing? Be a thing that happened. No, the being, being I, concerned about the quality I, of the show. I, I have always been concerned about the quality of the show. When did that start? Since day one, my friend. <laughs> Since day one, the, did you increase the the always? Yes, my the, concern has always been there. The love connection package. It's right there. It's all right there. Yeah, it was well done. You asked. You asked, I'm and giving, I said, "I'm giving you stick tabs." And, and, and I will. I, I I will add. I, I do have a quick drop for our game rating. However, 
we have we have no show tomorrow, so I have basically the whole day. So I will come in and I will make a nice open for us for the the game rating and. Uh, so we're going to be all squared away for game rating on Friday. On Friday, we will. Yes. Awesome. Right. Well, thank you for getting Caden on the phone. Well, no, thank thank Garrett GC for for coming through no, because y- you know who we should thank, Caden. With all due respect, we should thank Garrett. Kaden. Was awesome. You worked your butt off, but Caden made it happen. Yeah. At the end of the day. Caden phoned us. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all that work and Caden just yeah. phoned us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he he is. You know, we are kind of a big deal, right? We make things happen. Love the fact that you said the the person that answered the phone at the hotel was nice. She yeah. was. She was yeah. very nice. No, no. Do you do you do you phone a lot of hotels where they're rude to you? Well, like, well. What do you I mean, want? The second time I call back. Do you really back, want a room? Well, yeah, do, but do they think it's you calling back? I'm sure it was the same woman, and I asked for the same exact person. I mean, I I'm, I'm sure she could put two and two together. I can't believe you couldn't get through there. Like I I can't believe you couldn't find a way to just be like, listen. I'm doing a radio show. Like all the I, shady, I, I, I all the shady things he's done. I yeah. told he can't her get that. past a hotel concierge. I it's told amazing. her that. Listen, I'm doing a radio show in Vegas, and she's like, "Oh, well, he's not a guest here." <laughs> okay, Manitoban here is radio show in Vegas. <laughs> uh, I'm hanging up on <laughs> yeah. this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, she basically did. She put me on hold and didn't come back. I think they remember April Chapman. Oh, you know what? They probably remember me. Uh, my my trip up That's to true. Winnipeg. <laughs> I probably went to high school with that person. You, they're a good chance. Again, I don't know why you didn't just. Yeah, I should have said. I should have said. Darren I'm doing Millard. a radio show with Darren Millard. Yeah, you know, Darren the guy, Millard, the, the the guy who's you know drops alluring sculpted bodies and slaying the dragon and cooking yeah. at supper. Yeah, you know that guy. He's over at the at the Yellow Dog Pub, or right or now. as uh, Yellow Dog Pub in, in Winnipeg. Awesome. Or as Covino yeah. Rich call you, just, Darren Millard. It is beautiful. It's rustic, but it's beautiful. Yeah, Kavino and Rich don't know who I am. Like, well, they know they they but, but they certainly don't know your name. They're aware of me. They're aware of me now. They're aware of some guy named Darren Millard. Look, he's trying to take a shot at me. I'm not uh, taking a shot. He, I'm staying out of this one. He's trying to take a shot at me, <laughs> yep. and because somebody said my name wrong, somebody yep. relatively famous said my name wrong. That they're has, saying my name. Yeah. Well, they've admitted that they're they're not yeah. hockey enthusiasts, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But at least they're talking about our show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On a national platform. <laughs> no, he's all in. Yeah, like, I'm yay, all, I'm, yay, hey, listen. Oh they, yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> take we're a break. A we'll deal. come back. We'll uh, tee up hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What's the music background there? Uh, it was a Chris Stapleton song called White Horse. I liked it. I uh, really liked it. Uh, nice riff uh, going on there with uh, Bruce Cassidy talking about Caden Korzak. Should also give big sick taps to William Carlson, who screened the goaltender on the first goal. Mm-hmm. He drove, made the first drop pass and then went straight to that and caused the Dallas defenseman to be right in front of Jake Ottinger. Couldn't see it. Yeah. Went far down. And then Carlson with the deflection, a beautiful deflection. One of those ones where, how do they do that? Yeah, I don't know. With the tip. So Carlson and Korzak in sync last night. One and one, and they force overtime, and the shootout is won by Jonathan Marcheseau. Did Not, that whole slow down yeah, thing? Yeah. And then went low blocker? Yeah, it was a good shot from Jonathan Marcheseau. Obviously, you get a goal from Shea Theodore in the shootout, too, which he was. He went the other way, too. Not just a regular move. Phenomenal stuff from Shea Theodore, and uh, great save to finish it off from the post. Great stuff on William Carlson to come on his. Ability to play a bunch of different positions. And EJ Raddick from the NHL Network in hour number two.